It's time to bring in Dr. Roto. You can hear him on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. You can also learn more at drroto.com. So, Dr. Roto, we are just about one week into the fantasy season, not just one game left to go. And there was a couple of blowouts yesterday, a couple of weird games. So what are you seeing as the biggest fantasy overreaction to week one? Well, I mean, look, it's when good players have bad games. Uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, everybody's saying he's washed up. He doesn't want to be there. Look, these guys, a lot of players don't play in the preseason. Why don't they play in the preseason? So fantasy football managers can't have it both ways. If your guy plays in the preseason and he gets injured, well, the first thing you do is you hate on the the, the head coach. And you say, why'd this guy play him? Now, if you don't play him, well, the first week the guy is rusty. So you can't win either way. What I'll tell you is this. Week one could have been ugly, and it was on a few of my teams. Now, if we're in the same spot week three, that's a different conversation. But I would think by, by next week, good players will get back into form. So by week three, hopefully you're one and one in your league or two and oh for sure. But if you're oh and two, I wouldn't panic just yet. There is still time. So we had mentioned, uh, you know, last time we had you on, and it's great advice that, you know, you don't win your fantasy league during the draft. You win it during the season. So who now is going to be your waiver wire pickup or attempted waiver wire pickup for this week? Well, I mean, look, there's a lot of guys I like for this week. And I think, you know, that's a great point that you bring out. So, you know, look, why do I love, you know, having my own website at drauto.com? Because it's not just what you do at the draft. It doesn't end. The draft is a beginning, right? So the question is, and I said this to everybody, did you have Kenneth Gainwell on your team? Him getting a touchdown didn't shock me. Why? Because I told all my subscribers to pick up Kenneth Gainwell. Juwan Johnson, did it surprise me? No, it didn't surprise me because I knew that he was the backup tight end getting the goal line looks there. So it's about finding the resources to help you. This week, K.J. Osborne going to have an opportunity to be the third receiver there from Minnesota. How about Tim Patrick stepping in for the Denver Broncos with Judy being injured? You know, uh, how about Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup out for three to five weeks? You want, to, you want a part of that Dallas offense. We saw how good Dak Prescott looked. So I think those are just a few of the names this week that I'm eyeing. So in two quarterback leagues, Virtually every quarterback's gone during the draft. So it's always huge when a quarterback goes down. We did have um, uh, Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, hit the IR today. Is Taylor Heineke someone worth picking up in in these two quarterback leagues, or is this just going to be a disaster in Washington? No, I don't think it's a disaster at all. They paid him a lot of money this offseason because after he played so well in that game against Tampa, do you remember that playoff game? He almost let a comeback. Yeah. So he, I think he shocked the world with that game, and I think a lot of people are, are poo-pooing him. I'm not. I actually think he may be better. Call me crazy. Maybe he's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is so brittle, he literally gets injured every season. But I think in two quarterback leagues, was Tyrod Taylor taken? I don't think so. Tyrod Taylor can't stay healthy, but when he stays healthy, he's pretty good. How about Teddy Bridgewater? How about Jared Goff? There's always a guy out there, and that's my specialty. I can always find you a guy on your team. We're speaking to Dr. Roto. You can hear him Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. You can learn more and subscribe to get all this great information at drroto.com. Ira, what do you got? Dr. Roto, the question I have, and I'm glad we have you on. I mean, we thought we were going to bring you back in a couple, you know, three, four weeks to get asked you to come back, but 
uh, it's almost like you're the doctor where you, you get hurt, you get injured, and, and if you want a, an injury lagging throughout, you know, you got to see the doctor first and let them say, hey, don't worry about it, or hey, you better treat this. So that's why, you know, some of the fantasy owners, I mean, I we both have, Mike and I both had Gainwell, we both did follow that, and I made some mistakes. I, I did follow your advice totally, and I, I, did, I did make some errors. But I just want a general question on running backs. It seems like the, the running backs did not have a good week. I mean, the, the true running backs that weren't getting re- receptions, uh, like a Derrick Henry, was like six. 60 yards rushing and 15 carries. So many underwhelming performances by running backs. Are they sometimes overvalued? I mean, for these teams that maybe just draft wide receivers, is that maybe something to look at next year? Or is it just like we the first week the running backs take some time to get going? So the answer to that question is both. So in high stakes leagues that are PPR formats, point per reception, most of the really good players take wide receivers in the beginning. They'll take one running back and then they just start peppering with wide receivers because you can rely on a wide receiver. Right, you know that C.D. Lamb's going to get the football. He's not game dependent. Derrick Henry is game flow dependent. Why? He doesn't catch the ball more than one, maybe one or two targets a game. When they fell behind by like 40 points in the second half, why are you going to hand him the football? You're not. So it's the guys who can run and catch that have the most value. And so I, I think you asked why do running backs struggle? Well, offensive line struggle. Najee Harris was literally out there for every, every snap, but Pittsburgh couldn't open up a hole. And if Pittsburgh offensive line is not opening up a hole, he can't get yardage. Meanwhile, the Cincinnati Bengals opened up tons of holes for Joe Mixon, and he looked terrific. So I think that it's about understanding offensive lines, understanding the mismatches with offensive lines, and understanding that the NFL has created such a game that a, a cornerback can barely touch a receiver without there being a penalty. So receivers can make plays and teams are throw are throw first philosophies. How many teams do you know out there that are run first anymore? Not too many. And then what about in terms of defenses? It's not in terms of picking defenses, but like I look at a team like the Eagles, Philadelphia played Atlanta. Philadelphia blows out Atlanta. Atlanta, questionable defense, but boy, Philadelphia looks you know, amazing. Now, is it, is it a factor that the Eagles have got their act together, Jalen Hurts is great, Devontae Smith is great, all this other stuff, or is the factor that maybe the Falcons defense is so bad And some of these teams that gave up a lot of points, is it this week you're going to say, boy, whoever they're playing, I don't care, I'll pick the, the third or fourth wide receiver for the backup running backs. Like everyone's going to score on this team. So one of the tools that I have on my website is a points allowed tool, okay? And you can click it and see which teams give up the most points at a certain position. Now, does that sound technical? Maybe, but I tell you, I use it for, to win in DFS and fantasy. So I want to know which teams don't play the tight end well, right? So let's say that I know, for example, that New England plays the tight end well. Well, Gaisicki's not a good start. Well, how many catches did Gaisicki have yesterday? Zero. So this week, when Miami plays, if Gaisicki has a better week, it might be because he's playing an easier defense for him. And that's how fantasy football managers have to think, right? You have to have that flexibility. Now, look, Arthur Smith is a new coach, comes into Atlanta. He's trying to install a new offense. And to be honest with you, Matt Ryan looked terrible. And the whole and the whole Falcons looked terrible. I mean, and look, I had pieces of that game. I had Calvin Ridley. I had Kyle Pitts. I had Mike Davis. That was a, a, literally a, a train wreck. So I think what happens is you have to understand what teams do well, what teams don't do well, and take advantage of that. And what did you like about, in terms of the Miami, because we're down here in South Florida, um, so much interest in Tua. It seems like Tua had another Tua game, like last year, the 200 yards, one touchdown, one reception. But uh, as you predicted, you, you said last year, like Gaskin, you, you thought he was going to play a big role, which he did, running and receiving. But what did you like from the uh, Dolphins against the Patriots? 
Yeah, I learned that Deshaun Watson's going to be the quarterback pretty soon. I, oh. I, I think when yeah, I, I didn't think so, but I think so a lot more now. I think when you're bringing in Jacoby Brissett, okay, for certain plays, that tells me everything. It tells me that they want to run weird offenses, and I don't ever like that. Let me know the Super Bowl team where you saw multiple quarterbacks playing. I don't remember that offhand. I might have missed something, but maybe I'm wrong. But I think when you start to get gadgety like that, it doesn't bode well. I think Miami got lucky yesterday that Damian Harris fumbled. I think Miami played well, but Mac Jones played pretty well too. I think two is enough to win. Now ask yourself this. Is he better than Josh Allen? No. If you're really being honest with yourself, is he better than Mac Jones? I don't know about that. Mac Jones looked pretty good. Is he better than Zach Wilson? Maybe. I think Miami's got a quarterback issue, and I think Tua is good. But do I ask myself, is this a Super Bowl-winning quarterback? I don't see that. I think Miami played well defensively, and I think Waddle is a special talent. I'd like to see how that team looks with Will Fuller, but I think there are questions here. And I didn't like seeing Jacoby Brissett out there on those short yardage plays at all. And talk about a team that does not have a quarterback problem. We're going to go to your side of the state, which is Tampa, on Thursday night and Brady's performance. And, and I think the question people have with Tampa is they have just so many weapons. And there's Antonio Brown for 121 yards and a touchdown. And Chris Godwin, nine catches and a touchdown. And Gronkowski out of nowhere, two touchdowns. It's like we don't know where to go. I mean, you just, just like pick everybody. Of it. it just seems they have so many weapons. And then Mike Evans has a bad game. But the point is, like, what do you do when you – I mean, that's why I guess your Dr. Roto website, drroto.com, will help – in terms of seeing which matchups Tampa works against the other teams. Yeah, absolutely. So last week it was an Antonio Brown matchup. It was. And, you know, I said as much uh, on the site. And it was a Chris Godwin matchup. Uh, this week feels like a Mike Evans matchup. And I think Brady is very cognizant of one thing. If he doesn't go to a, an Evans last week, he's going to go back to him this week because he's got to keep all those guys happy. And I'm very big on these things, right? I, I look at these things. I believe in narratives as an athlete myself and a coach. I know when you don't feed a certain player, the next game, you better feed that player. That player's not going to be happy. So when Mike Evans has a poor game, you watch. Mike Evans will improve this week. And Brady is a smart guy who understands this. Now, do I think that Brown gets his five or six targets every week? You lock that in. Does Chris Godwin get six or seven every week? You lock that in. I think it's Evans who fluctuates. And I think that he's the one I'm most concerned about. Gronk will have his. I don't think Gronk is getting 12 touchdowns. He had a big week. Brady, you know, took advantage of the matchups. That, that's what Brady does. I mean, look, the thing that surprised me most about Tampa wasn't the offense. It was that the defense didn't look good. and They didn't get to Zach, Zach Prescott enough. Right. And then Jacksonville. I, I didn't see the game. I was, I was watching the open time. But the point is, it just seemed like they got – there's a lot of weapons on the team. As long as they put fantasy points up, that's great. I like to see James Robinson, the running back, more involved. But G.J. Shark played well, wide receiver. Chanel, you came on and said, look, Chanel, Chanel, Levesque, and you were totally right about that. But So what did you think about in terms of Lawrence's? I mean, the, the rookies were hitting in terms of Mac Jones and Lawrence and all these rookies that played last week, but from Lawrence's perspective in Jacksonville. Right. So when you wake up in the morning and you look at the box score, you're like, oh, Trevor Lawrence, 332 yards, three touchdowns. He must have played great. But did he? I mean, look, the Houston Texans defense is not very good. Tyrod Taylor looked like Y.A. Tittle out there, right? And, you know, this is ridiculous. So, you know, Trevor Lawrence has to do better, right? I think he had a couple of tremendous throws. The touchdown to Chark was a throw-in on a rope, which is a beautiful thing to see. But, look, when Carlos Hyde outrushes James Robinson, 
that's an issue. Urban Meyer went ballistic today because he doesn't want Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball 51 times. If he's throwing the ball 51 times, it means they're losing. I think the biggest problem Jacksonville has is their defense, I mean, is bad. Look, look at box, box scores tell you everything, guys. Mark Ingram and the Texans running backs had 41 carries. When another team runs 40-plus times, you are losing that game. Wow, and then I'm a big Steelers fan. Mike's the, Mike's the Giants fan. Um, certainly a surprise from the Steelers in terms of going against a tough Buffalo defense. But you can see where Ben, I think what you mentioned, you made a great point in terms of Brady. It seems like Ben wants to keep his wide receivers happy and tries to, to push around because they had a lot of, I mean, Juju had four catches, Claypool had three catches, DeAndre Johnson five catches, sort of worked the ball to everybody in that game. Yeah, here's the other problem. I don't think Ben can throw more than 20 yards downfield anymore. I, I don't. I really think that's an issue. So I think Ben has to pepper those guys with targets. And, you know, he's got a lot of really good receivers there. And so I think they're, they are matchup dependent, but I think they want to take risks with Claypool downfield. Claypool was not as good this week as he will be. He saw Tredavious White. Tredavious White is one of the top cover corners in the league. Claypool will have better days. Deontay made a great catch in the end zone for that touchdown. Juju, I think, is the weakest of the three, to be quite honest with you. I think that it's usually going to be Deontay and Claypool, but they couldn't go to Claypool as much. I'm telling you, the problem for the Steelers right now is you have to open up holes for Najee Harris. I mean, the guy did not see any running room, and you drafted him in the first round for a reason. You don't want the guy getting 16 carries for 42 yards. And then probably the, you know, the game of the day with Cleveland-Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, I mean, came in there. The thing what they did last year, down 12 points, Mahomes comes back. Tyreek Hill has this amazing, again, 11-9. You know, anyone who stacked Hill and Mahomes, you know, probably won their league already if they, uh, for the week. It seems like Kansas City, again, just rolling along. You know, look, this, I can, I, I, if you get Kevin Stefanski on the phone, I'll tell him why he lost. It was easy. Okay? You went to the tennis matches. When a guy plays not to lose, he loses. Baker Mayfield had 231 passing yards at halftime. He finished the game with 321. That tells me in the second half he threw for 90 yards. Okay? At this point, when you're playing not to lose in the second half against the Chiefs, congratulations, you just lost. You try to run the ball. You try to use the time of possession. It's a loser. You were playing great in the first half, and you shut it down too early. You know the last team that did that? The Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. How'd that work out for them? <laughs> And we're talking to Dr. Roto of drroto.com. You can hear on Sarah Skyler Radio from 7 to 9 on Saturdays. And definitely go to drroto.com for your fantasy needs. It's D-R-O-R-O-T-O.com. Um, and just one last question. Getting ready for tonight's game, uh, Ravens versus the Raiders. Uh, I, look, I want to see Henry Ruggs for the Raiders last year. I drafted him early. I don't draft him this year. But I, I just, I'm looking to see what happens with the Raiders. And what about the Ravens running back situation? I mean, they seem to – I mean, is, is Larry Johnson on their team? It seems like they have signed every big-name running back, Lavian Bell, Levante Murray, uh, Devon, uh, Devontae Freedom, Latavius Murray. It's just amazing. Yeah, so if Gus Edwards had a twin brother, it would be Latavius Murray. And I think Lat Murray will be fine. I think he'll be perfect in that offense. He just is not ready this week. I think Tyson Williams will get a lot of opportunities, and I think you're going to be impressed. I think he's pretty good. So at the end of the day, the Ravens are Lamar Jackson to Mark Andrews. That's how they work best, and they play good defense. I am, just like you, I'm intrigued by the Raiders. Um, I really want to see how Josh Jacobs runs and how Kenyon Drake, who they brought over this year from the Cardinals, looks. Uh, you mentioned Ruggs. I'm really interested to see this kid, Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards, uh, Derek Carr talks about him 
and raves about him. And I, I just watched him play at the University of South Carolina. This kid can ball it out, but he couldn't stay healthy last year. Is he going to emerge? And, of course, Darren Waller. I mean, you feed the guy 18 targets a game, things happen. The Ravens won't let that happen. I, I really believe that the Ravens will force the Raiders to throw to anybody else besides Waller. So, look, it should be a good game. I, I do like Lamar Jackson. I think he has a big night. Do you think something that the first game in, in Las Vegas, the, the fans, the excitement, is that going to be something that's going to push the Raiders over top or will the Ravens, like, rise to the level? Because they'll, they'll try. You know, it'll be one of those things where it's going to be an offensive, more showdown because shootout because of the fact that it's just the excitement in the, in, the, in the arena. I think it's a shootout because the Raiders' defense is not really that good. And I think it's – look, when, when teams play at home, you get a good first half out of it. But the better team usually wins games, right? And so in the NFL, it's turnovers. And, it, you know, it's, it's a big play here and a big play there. I, I think in some ways, all these injuries to the running backs are making Lamar Jackson more dangerous. Now this guy's got the ball in his hands even more than he normally would have it. So, I mean, he can run. He can throw. I, I, he could have a lot of long touchdown passes. Uh, this year. So I'm very intrigued to see how the Ravens play at least this week, because when Latavius Murray comes back next week, which he will, and he's the guy to pick up on waivers, uh, I think that they're going to be, they'll use him at least 20 times a game. Dr. Roto, I know you're super busy, so thank you so much for coming on IRS Sports. We greatly appreciate it. hope to get you back maybe later in the year, but I mean, I followed your advice, and we're going to keep working on it. And definitely go to drroto.com. Keep up on your fantasy team. Try to win the league. I mean, a lot of people who had killed that first week, you can still win the league. There's 16 other or 15 other weeks in the season, so you can go, go back. I'm always here for a fantasy house call, Ira, anytime you need me.